views and opinions of shows on KCNR are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of KCNR Radio. Sitting on a bar stool. Kind of short and kind of square. Through the foam in his mustache. His voice filled the air. Talking about a state of mind, son. Talking about the state of Jefferson. It's a wave on a dusty road. It's a logger's heavy load. It's a cattle on the hill. It's a range full of thrills. That would be a range full of thrills. A range through the sill. Thrills, not dills. Yes, Sally thought it was dills. It's thrills. Is, is your mic on, buddy? Yeah, my mic's on. Okay. Are your ears working? Kinda. Okay. <laughs> there you are. I'm here. Good. I haven't gone anywhere. Good morning, Good Jeffersonians. Morning. Good morning, Jefferson. What's happening? Well, we are broadcasting live from KCNR, 96.5 FM, 1460 AM, and we are streaming live for archived and also podcasted, uh, and uh, we're uh, we're feeling pretty good today. Uh, it looks like the recall for Gavin Newsom's moving right along. Holy moly. Yeah, if you see Facebook or oh Instagram, any of those gracious. social media outlets, uh, it, it's all over there. It's been incredible. Yeah, all over the state, from north to south, east to west. Even at the Capitol, they were doing it. I know we even did even in San Francisco. Even in San Francisco, <laughs> yes. That part, yes, out. where the sidewalks are slippery. Yes, sir. <laughs> and needles are a plenty. And needles, yeah, they're a plentiful. Yes, we did our recall at nine oh five East Cypress Avenue, which we will do it again. We'll be having recall petitions being signed at 905 East Cypress on Thursday, this coming Thursday, between 12 and 4. Also, I want to remind folks that there will, there will be no meeting on Monday night, and that's because we have the court case, the Second Amendment court case, Baird versus Becerra, uh, and that will be uh, on Tuesday at 10 a.m. <clears throat> at the Robert Mansui Courthouse, 501 I Street, at 10 a.m. in Sacramento. That's Tuesday morning. So you need to show up there, wear your holsters with constitutions in them, open carry. That's real constitutional carry. Um, also, uh, we will be having on uh, November the 16th, and we might be able to elaborate on that a bit, on November the 16th at the VFW, we're going to have a fundraiser for the CFR court case. Isn't that correct, sir? We are. We're going to have a court, um, like you said, a fundraiser there. It'll be a dinner. Um, we'll be getting tickets together here pretty soon, so you can buy a full table and or um, individual tickets. And as soon as we have all that particular information ready to go, we'll let you know how much and when and where you can buy them. And, you know, something else, too, I think that we need to really start understanding, folks. And we, we need you to contribute to the court case. The court case is not free. If everybody in Jefferson donated $5, we would have been done already. I know we've had people come up and folks that visit us at the petition booth, and when we're doing that, folks that visit us at our meetings and folks that we just talk to, you know, you guys are doing a great job, and boy, you know, um, I'd like to do something. Hey, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 
and you can send it to SOJ Formation, P.O. Box 751, Palisadro, California. Again, that address is SOJ Formation, P.O. Box 751, Palisadro, California, 96073. And my friend, how do they make those checks out? Oh, well, you can make it out to SOJ. And then in the memo, you just write um, the lawsuit before. If you want to do it that way, if you want um, if you want to do a donation and get a tax credit for it, you can make it out to Pecan, P-E-C-A-N. And then in the memo part of the check, you can write uh, lawsuit for um, CFR lawsuit. And then that way we know which account to make those checks deposited into. So if you do that, that would be very helpful. It would. And again, you know, if you know, we, we all need to have a, a, you know, a dog in the fight. And, uh, skin in the game. Skin in the game. You know, uh, we finger need in the pie. <laughs> finger in the pie. Yeah. But we all need to be doing something, and that's a small thing. I mean, 10 bucks. come on. I mean, what we need to do is we need to move ahead here. Now, people are saying, well, gee, you know, where does that money go? Well, we're getting, you know, there, there's an appeal, then there's, a, then there's a, something filed by the California attorney, and then there's something filed by our attorneys, and there's a lot of back and forth that goes on. Well, and process. people have to understand, too, when we started this to, back in 2017, May of 2017, we filed everything, got it going, have it on the website. Everybody can see the court documents there. And then we went through that process for a year and a half, Then it was finally dismissed in 2018, December of 2018, and it was dismissed illegally. Keep that in mind, illegally. The judge dismissed it wrongfully. She didn't do what she was supposed to do. So that helps us in our appeal. We are appealing to the Ninth Circuit which is going to end up basically putting the hammer down on the federal court. Her, the same judge, hopefully, um, put the hammer down on there and make it uh, proceed in, in, uh, into the process the way we need to. Now, the, the documents have been filed. They've been filed quite a while ago. And um, I want to make sure everybody understands that. Yes, we are in our second court case or second phase of the court case. And we're moving forward with that. And as everyone knows, courts move at, the, at a snail's pace. So we have done everything that we can do to date as far as filing documents and doing everything. Our attorneys are all over it. They make sure that we get things done timely. Um, we always get things in early. Um, there's never a, um, a tardiness on our filings of anything because they can dismiss it, throw it out, not accept it, what have you, if that occurs. Our attorneys are all over it. And we have some very good, very knowledgeable people working on that court um, case within the Ninth Circuit. So we are definitely in there. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that. If there's any doubt about it, please give me a call, and I can share some information with you. If, if there's additional information that needs to be shared, then we will do that. Um, so just, just know that we are doing it. And we're in the process because our website, we've had some issues with our website. As far as updating additional information, we hadn't put it on there yet only because we were having issues with it. So we wanted to make sure the issues were resolved before we put the additional court case uh, filings and paperwork on there, even a link to the court case. So we're being very careful with everything we're doing because we have to be. It's the nature of the beast that we are in. And... Uh, you know, there, there are naysayers out there, and they're doing their best, or they're doing their damnedest, if you will, to fight us. Well, that's what's going to happen. You know, people really don't want, some people really don't want liberty. They, they're ignorant. They don't understand what the process is. So I want to make sure that you do understand it, and I know that our listeners here are not ignorant. They understand. They're well-educated, well-versed on this information and what we're doing, but we haven't put it on the, on the website again because we were having some issues with it. And we want to make sure it's clean before we put it out there. So as soon as we have that 
finalized and tidied up, it will be on there. So I just wanted to let everybody know that. You know, and uh, last week at the Patriot meeting, we had Megan Daly. She was in uh, and took a lot of questions. Um, her husband, Brian, was there, and he and I chatted after the uh, after the <laughs> event. <laughs> it's an event anytime you can get her somewhere. But uh, anyway, we were talking afterward, and we and I and we we talked about representation. And this is what our, your senator, your state senator, told me. He's yours too. He's mine too, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, he went ahead and said, basically, you know, we don't need any more representation. We've got plenty of people. All it would do is just muddy up the water a little bit more. We just have more people argue. That's what he said. So forty and eighty is fine with him. You know, there's a clearly it, he doesn't understand the the issues. Oh, it's a it's about the Dally Dynasty. I'm telling you, and man, you know, I am so fed up with this. When you have a candidate that says, you know, uh, as she said, "Well, I'm your Republican choice," so like it or lump it, basically. Well, you know what? Elizabeth Betancourt is coming to speak at the uh, at the Patriot meeting on the 14th of uh, of. Uh, October, which is not this coming Monday, but the following Monday, she called and asked to speak to us. Now, this is a Democrat, a liberal Democrat, who's coming in to speak to us, and she's coming in volunteering to come in. Now, it's not going to be easy. Um, it may not even be, you know, it, it may be, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be really interesting. Let's put it that way, <laughs> you know. I can't really find the words, but I think that, you know, the simple uh, fact that she's coming in uh, and wanting to speak, we need to give her that courtesy, of course. Well, I, and our, our group will always treat visitors absolutely. with respect, and we don't have to worry about that. They're not going to get flogged when they come in the door or before they get there or whatever. They're going to be – she'll be fine. Well, she, she may be uncomfortable because of the dynamics of the conversations because our group speaks truth. We ask Truthful questions. We ask hard questions. We ask the real questions. We don't, you know, we don't pussyfoot around. We ask real questions to get to the meat of the meat of the details. You know, the other night I was asked uh, by uh, someone, or the, the the comment was made that uh, that Mark Kent's program, uh, Sovereign Minds, and our program, when uh, that we speak about our truth. Well, let's clarify what the truth is. The truth is the truth. The truth is is that <laughs> Sally is a girl, and I am a boy. That's the truth, okay? I happen to think that Sally's a very intelligent, uh, beautiful woman. That's my viewpoint and opinion. The truth is the truth. The fact that we are sitting here, Wynn and I, is the truth. The fact that Wynn is wearing a shirt that has a Jefferson seal on it is the truth. That's not my truth. That's not Wynn's truth. That is the truth. I'm amazed at how we take the English language and twist the words around. There's no such thing as your truth. The truth is the truth, or it's a lie. And we're going to go off to a quick break, and I believe we've got Kemosabe on the line, but we'll go off to a quick break here because time has come. For 51. This morning I got up at 6.01 I walked out and saw the rising sun And I drank it in Like whiskey 
I saw a tree I've seen a thousand times, a bird on a branch, and I watched it fly away in the wind. And it hit me. It's a beautiful world, sometimes I don't see so clear. Some days you're just breathing, just trying to break even. Sometimes your heart's pounding out of your chest, sometimes it's just beating. Some days you just forget what all you've been given. Yeah, some days you just, yeah, some days you're just alive, some days you're living. Did you know that California was never supposed to be just one state? Before the state was formed in 1850, there was discussion of forming three states instead of one. California has an area larger than seven East Coast states combined, and it takes 14 hours to drive from one end of the state to the other. California is simply too large to govern. Rural communities are being outvoted by more densely populated areas. The state of Jefferson is the solution. Please visit SOJ51.net to show your support. The average adult has issued 32 troopers that with proper care and just a little discipline should serve you well during your entire tour of duty on this planet. They're called your teeth. But when your platoon gets out of line, holes in the formation, or other problems, you need to call in an expert like General, uh, Dr. William Farrell. With decades of experience keeping those troops in line and executing their assigned duties properly and dependently. If you'd rather not be there while he reestablishes order amongst the troops, Dr. Farrell offers sedation dentistry. He he and his highly trained staff will whip your troops into shape without any discomfort. And having served himself in both the Navy and the Marine Corps, Dr. Farrell offers special consideration to veterans. Let him take the best care of your platoon of teeth, and they will serve you always. Call 547-5757 or visit palocedrodentistry.com. At ease. And for a limited time, Dr. Farrell is offering x-ray, exam, and cleaning for just $175. Call 547-5757 to schedule your visit. Hi, this is Mark from Haven Humane Society. It has been a challenging couple of years, and through it all, our amazing team has continued to save lives. We have so many fantastic animals that are looking for their forever homes, and with adoption fees so low, now is the time to add to your family. With puppies, kittens, dogs, cats, and so many more, we have the perfect addition. Come join our team as a volunteer and help in an area that works for you. Walking dogs, socializing cats, helping in our veterinary hospital, or folding laundry. We have many opportunities and welcome all volunteers. For more information, please visit our website at havenhumane.org or follow us on Facebook. On behalf of the entire Haven team, thank you for all of your continued support as together we get closer every day to a North State with no I see that's a truth because some days you are living. In fact, you're always living. In fact, that's the truth, isn't it? That's not my truth or Wynn's truth. We're living. We're living. This second, we're living. We're living. Hey, a moment ago, you, you mentioned about uh, <clears throat> the the last speaker we had at our, our meeting, Miss Daly, Mrs. Daly. She said that um, she's a Republican choice. Well, I know that a lot of Republicans don't always vote party line. I know that for a fact. And so there are choices. Choices, not a choice. And, I mean, unlike the, the Democrats, they always vote party line, at least I'm assuming so. At least those that, I've, that I know, that's what they do. Um, Republicans vote for the better one for the job at the moment. 
So, you know, things like that can happen, and there are ways of making things happen. Keep in mind, we're voting somebody in in November, and then we're voting again on the same issues, same same position, if you will, in March. So if you vote them in, in November, by the time their election is validated by the state, it's December, and all the capital takes, all the representatives take December off, so nobody's working then. They come back in probably mid-January, so the next person would be in there from mid-January to March when they could be voted out. So, you know, just things to think about. Kimasabi, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, Mark? Every day is a new adventure. How are you guys doing? So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want—I wanted to make a quick comment about what Terry said for uh, about uh, Brian Daly's statement. We don't need more representation; it would just muddy the water. I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Castro said after he took over <laughs> Cuba. That's probably what uh, Nicolas Maduro saying in Venezuela, and Hugo Chavez said before him, and Xi Jinping said in China. Heck, that's probably what Napoleon said. But, you know, we don't really need much more representation because to have more than just me would muddy the water. And that's what Brian's saying. To have more than him and his wife would muddy the water. Hmm. Unbelievable. I'm sure that the, the King of England said that repeatedly. Well, you don't, you know, I mean, I'm enough representation for you. Just ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, he, he said, uh, he goes, well, you know, he goes, he was a little upset because we kind of uh, went back and forth on a couple of things and, you know his position was well. You know, if you know if 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 you if you know, why don't you run then? Why don't you run? You're always telling me what to do. What would you do? And I said, well, what I'd do is uh-huh. I go down there. And raise I'd fire you immediately. Yeah, That's immediately. I'd, I'd raise holy hell. Yeah. I said I'd go down there and I'd introduce a bill every single day for more representation. I'd stand on the steps every day. I'd pester the press. I would pester. All the groups that we have, and all through Jefferson, all through California, all the groups that want liberty, all the folks that do. And I said, and I would try to unite people. And he said, well, you know, he said, uh, you know, you, you, here you go, always telling me what to do. I go, no, what I did was answer a question, something you don't do. And that's something he doesn't do. Neither did his wife. In fact, it got to one point where a young man said, you know what, what is your platform? I mean, you, what's your platform? What are you going to do? Well, you know, you vote for me. You you don't want fires. You don't want fires up there. You better vote for me. You better vote for me if you don't want fires. That's what she said. Are you kidding me? What's wow. What say uh, you? So, so that's kind of a power. The power of the miracle. If you don't want fires, vote for me. I can stop fires just with your vote. <laughs> I mean, there's that relative truth thing that that you know you and I were talking about the other day, and you were talking. You touched upon. You know, these these things are true in someone's head, but they're not the truth. And there is only one truth. Uh, you know, things are true or they're not true. Um, I know that relative morality and relative truth is a big deal these days. Well, what, it might be true for you, but it's not true for me. But, you know, and then, and then the first question you should ask uh, someone who says that statement, you know, well, that might be true from your perspective, but it's not true from my perspective. The first question you ought to ask them is say, well, yeah, is, is what you just said true for everybody? Because those are self-defeating statements. Yeah, so something unbelievable. true for you yeah. but not true for me, is that true for everybody that something's true for them but not true for someone else? Because then nothing is true because it would only be true for you but not for anyone else. And and this guy's <laughs> truth would be true for him but not for anyone else. And that guy's truth would be true for him but not anyone else. Wouldn't that be a viewpoint? I mean, that's, well, that's a, it's, it's not even a viewpoint. It's a, it's a construct of your mind. 
that uh, where you fool yourself into thinking something is that isn't, uh, um, you know, and, and that's the society we live in in California right now where black is white and white is black and up is down and down is up and, and it's okay to teach children that, that aren't capable of, of um, uh, forming objective opinions that uh, gender is fluid and that, that girls are boys and boys are girls and there is no true gender and there is no true biology and there is no true anything. Well, keeping in mind, too, that, um, like Terry was saying, that Mr. what Mr. Daly said, you're always telling me what to do. Well, he forgets. He's the employee. He's the employee. We are the employers. They always forget well, that. I'm, instead I'm of, their, instead of being rulers, they're, they always forget their position. And that's the part that is very frustrating to me is that they forget who they work for. You would, well, you let's would, look at the objective reality of California. Is that true? Absolutely. They don't work for us. That's right. They don't, they don't work for us. He's telling he is he is stating a fact. He does not work for us. We serve him. Yes. Well, you know the, state the death of California does not serve its people. The people serve the state because the state is constantly telling you, "Give me money," and if you don't want global warming, you'll vote for us. Right. Yeah, you know, if you don't want climate change, you'll vote for us. Yeah. If you don't want a fire, you'll vote for me. If you don't want this, vote for me. If you don't want that, vote for me. And but but rea- the reality of it here's the objective reality of it. Climate change is a fact because the climate's been changing since the inception of the Earth, and it'll continue to change until the Earth is a burned-out cinder hanging in space with nothing and no one on it. The Earth will survive because the Earth is the planet that we stand on. It's not a concept, and it's not a it's not a personage, and it's not a god that we worship. It's simply a rock hanging in space that every one of us stands on. And the earth will always survive. There may be different animals on it. There may be no animals. There may be lots of animals, but it's going to make it. That's the objective truth. The sun will shine tomorrow. That's the objective truth. And and the subjective reality is if you give the state everything you have, it's never going to be enough, but they're going to use it to save you. And all you have to realize is that you are your own worst enemy, and you need someone, <clears throat> you need a ruling elite above you, to tell you how to live and tell you how to spend your money and tell you how to breathe and tell you what you can and can't have and when you can and can't use it and how much it will or won't cost you. <clears throat> That's the subjective reality that we live in in California. And my wife was just pointing out to me yesterday that um, uh, she has a friend that was telling her how gas is around two and a quarter a gallon where they live. And it's 417 here. Um, Mark, we have Stonewall on the line. We're going to bring him on. So Stonewall. But what say you? Good morning, Dave. Are you there? Yep. Hey, how's it going? Shoot away, hey, buddy. How are you guys doing? Good. Good morning, good morning. Morning. I just wanted to call a couple of things this morning. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit of history. Uh, you know, in the first 20 years of this country's founding, we had three different rebellions, and they all had to do with taxes. Three different times after we signed and ratified the Constitution, the, uh, the populace was so angry that they wanted to overturn this country because of crazy corruption and, and, uh, and tax, uh, out-of-control taxes. And so if we're going to avoid having something like that happen in California, we really do need to dig into our pockets, pull that $10 bill out, and send it in to the state of Jefferson, the CFR. We really, everybody's got to get together, got to realize you've got to do something to help this effort out. We're all working really hard. We're going to do it for them, but anybody who's not working hard can just simply add that $10 to the pile. 
Yeah, you know, um, you're absolutely you're, right. You're right. In fact, we, that's the first thing we announced this morning. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you were listening or not, but we talked about oh, yeah. everybody gave 10 bucks. And that address again there, Wynn, is? P.O. Box 751, Palisadro, P-A-L-O-C-E-D-R-O, 96073. 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks. In fact, the other day somebody came in to our meeting, and he came over and, and said, hey, you know, I don't have a lot, but I'll give you $40 here for the court case. I mean, really and truly, this we're, we're making this to a point. It, it's a, there's a little bit of craziness here when we talk about the CFR court case and the money for it. Uh, it's list, we're doing a lot of fundraisers, and that's good. And we're raising a lot of money in these fundraisers, and that's good. But if everybody would just sent in a few bucks, I mean, come on, folks, do you want liberty or not? I mean, we're we're in here trying to recall a governor because California doesn't work. We have a senator, a new senator, that's saying that representation really basically doesn't matter, and you've got enough with 40 senators for 40 million people. And, and, and he should know because he was the assembly member. He was the assembly member, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and on top of that, he voted to give money to the illegal aliens. Yep. Uh, he's voted. He voted to make your CCW qualifications harder. And your ammo restriction. And that's what we have, you know. And his wife is wanting to run, and her point is, is that I'm the Republican, so, you know, you're sort of stuck with me. And, by the way, if you don't want wildfires up there, if you don't want those, if you want to be protected from the fire, you better elect me so I can talk these Democrats into not burning you up. And then also that she was saying that they would be great partners because they are married. Oh. Being great partners, um, that just indicates that we're going to get more of the same. And the Democrats like me. And the Democrats like me. But, you know, Why do the Democrats like me? Yeah, that's what she said. The Democrats, like, they all really like me. They, they all, all really like, like Brian. Yeah, really they, like they all Brian. really like Brian because he's across the aisle so much. You know, and it, it gets to a point where, you know, you're going, okay, well, if we're going to be all that stupid and we're going to be in a position where, okay, if somebody has an R behind their name or a D behind their name and that's the way we look at it, then you know what? We deserve everything we get. Um, Kimasabi, what's a user? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, what else can you say? It's the kind of thing if you you don't get the government you deserve, you get the government you've allowed, and and we've allowed this to happen. And I've said this before, until people are probably tired of hearing it. But you know, here's the here's the end all be all of it. Um, and this is right from uh, the Second Amendment court paper. Um, governments do not have rights; only people have rights. The government doesn't have the right to tell you how to live. You have the right to tell the government how you want to live. The government doesn't have any privilege over the people. People have privilege over government. Government is a, an inanimate object, and we elect people in order to fulfill certain positions to transmit our wishes to our neighbors. You know, in other words, what is the point of government if all it does is subjugate you? The, the, what is the function of government? What's the proper role of government? To secure the rights of the governed, period. And to proclaim liberty for the inhabitants of that particular governmental district. Uh, two other districts who would take that liberty away. Uh, that's the only function of government. Yeah, they have other. we have other needs. We need a road. We need a school. We don't need government to teach us what to teach in the school. We just need government to help gather the money and do the fiscal things that it takes to build a school. We don't even need government schools, really. We need roads if we're going to sell our goods and services so government can facilitate the building of roads, but they don't even build the roads. Private companies build the roads. Government simply facilitates the building of the roads. We don't really need government. We don't need government to stop wildfires. How is government going to stop a wildfire? Are they going to be all-seeing and all-knowing with a big fire extinguisher? I mean, see, that's a relative truth. That's a subjective morality that Megan Daly, and, and not just her, because they all do it. 
if you vote for me, I'll stop this and I'll stop things that can't possibly be stopped by a human being, whether you're a representative or not. What's she going to do? Ban lightning strikes? I mean, those are those are ridiculous statements that only fools believe. Well, the thing so is, are, is we, that are we fools or, or are we uh, are we citizens who determine our own fate? That's or apathetic? Question. Yeah. Well, if you're apathetic, you're a fool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you go to a flock of go to a flock of sheep and find the one that's a uh, hundred yards away from the flock. He's apathetic, man. I you know I don't care if I hang around with the rest of those sheep and the wolf is sitting there by the fence going. Man, that apathy is kind of cool. It makes my dinner easier to get. That's right. Then all of a sudden you're gone. <laughs> Good grief. Sure. Anyway, with that, I think we're going to go off to a break here, and uh, time has come. For 51. <laughs> like an old screen door, you taught me how to hunt, how to love the Lord. He carried a Just don't make them like that no more He said take what you got and do the best you can The best thing you'll ever own is a piece of land Y'all he knew his like the back of his hand He was something else, my old man when I turned 18, I couldn't wait to vote. After all, voting is a privilege for all Americans, right? Then I did the math. Did you know that the northern third of California only has three out of 80 seats in the Assembly and three out of 40 seats in the Senate? Northern California has no representation, and my vote doesn't count. Splitting from California and forming the state of Jefferson is the only remedy. Please visit SOJ51.net for more information. Please donate now to help restore representation. Celebrating 20 years in business, Five Star Bank is a community business bank serving small to medium-sized businesses and is a champion of local economic development and community stewardship. Five Star Bank was founded in 1999 by a group of local entrepreneurs who wanted to create personalized banking services inspired by shared vision and goals. Today, Five Star Bank is among the top 5% of performing banks in the nation for banks of its size. Five Star Bank proudly serves farmers, ranchers, and growers in the agricultural community, commercial real estate developers, and construction, those who lead nonprofits and churches and entrepreneurs in emerging technology. Five Star Bank is also committed to small businesses through a robust SBA department. They understand that when it comes to business, timing is critical. Their sense of urgency and speed to serve are part of the foundation of their success. Visit fivestarbank.com and visit your local branch at 358 Hartnell in Reading. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. There's something to be said about longevity in the service industry. And in the business of solar, one company comes to mind. Powerhouse Solar, serving Reading and the North State since 2003. At Powerhouse Solar, we're experts in solar power systems, off-grid, and hybrid systems. If you've been considering solar for your home, your pool, an off-grid or hybrid system, there's only one name to remember. Powerhouse. Powerhouse Solar. In Reading, call 275-5600. And see more at powerhousesolar.com. Just don't make them like that. 
we're back at it. Hey, I just want to do a general reminder. Um, the Trinity County State of Jefferson Group is going to be having a spaghetti feed fundraiser, and that's going to be on Saturday, October 19th, from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Trinity County Fairgrounds. Again, Saturday, October 19th, 4 to 9 p.m. at the Trinity County Fairgrounds. And the costs are $8 for adults. And for children 7 to 12 years old, $4. Children 6 and under are free. And they'll have coffee and tea and lemonade, and that'll all be provided. And it says slash BYOB. So bring your own bottle if you want. Um, proceeds from this event will be donated to the State of Jefferson Formation Legal Fund. All right, see, there we go. We've got another county doing, doing their part to uh, help us fund the court case. And, again, we will here in Shasta County um, be doing a very similar type thing. We'll be having another dinner auction, and we're going to have a dessert auction at that at the one we're going to be having here in November. So that be, should be pretty fun. Those are always really good to see what uh, kind of creativeness comes out of some of our bakers here locally, people that put stuff together, and, and you know, how we can raise some additional funds on that. So we'll have a... Uh, dinner, and we'll do some gun auction. We'll have some other um, tick, uh, high ticket items in there as well, and then it'll be a, a fun night, with, um, hanging out with patriots, and good dinner, and um, we're going to make that happen November 16th, and we'll let you know what all is going to be happening with that when the time comes. But again, just want to reiterate the uh, the event in Trinity County again, October 19th, 4 to 7 p.m. at the Trinity County Fairgrounds. And um, if you need to get some tickets and whatnot, let's see your dinner. I don't know if you can just do it at the, the night of the event. Um, let's see. There is a – oh, let me see if I can read it here. There is a um, – you contact them at – oh, my gosh. This is star oh, star 51 for SOJ at gmail.com. Star 51 for F-O-R S-O-J at gmail.com if you want to get some information. They will also have a 15 cubic foot freezer with meat in it as a raffle item too. So mm. there you go. And they'll have a dessert auction and they'll have a silent auction. So that's not like a fun event there in, in Trinity. So I suggest everybody, you know, help out there, go there, have a good time there. It's not that far up the hill for us. So we can go up there too and check it out. You know, I got to, was thinking a little bit about what Brian Daly had said, Mark, about, uh, you know, representation and how we have, you know, if we had more than 40 senators and more than 80 assemblymen, it would just be, it would just be chaos. It'd be just more of the same, basically, is what he said. Pandemonium. Um, oh, my gosh. Pandemonium. <laughs> um, you know, I wonder if that's the thought process of all of them. <laughs> hmm. Well, it'd be chaotic for all of them. They wouldn't be able to get their money. Are you there, Mark? You're, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can now. No, we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, if you're willing to lie to make your point, then what does that say about you? It's what, you know, what I'm talking about with Brian, what does that say about any of them? We, we have a state that's willing to lie, cheat and steal, to get what they want. Um, what does that say about our state? Uh, maybe the water needs to be a lot muddier than it is now. Because here's the thing with smaller districts, and, and this is just an arithmetic problem. Now, first of all, I, I want to say this, and this is, unequiv- this is an unequivocal truth. It is an indefensible statement for the state that we formed to protect our liberty, and I've said this in speeches a million, billion times, we the people of the state of California, grateful to Almighty God for our freedom to secure and perpetuate its blessings, we established this Constitution. The people of California formed this state to protect our freedom, period. That's the only function of the Constitution, and it's stated very plainly in the preamble. So... 
We formed a state to protect our freedom. That state no longer protects our freedom, and it's and, it, and this is an arithmetic problem. It is an indefensible statement. It is absolutely morally, moral, and factually indefensible for the state we formed to protect our freedom to turn to us and say, now that there are a lot of people here, it's not convenient for us to adequately represent all parts of this state. That is indefensible. It's morally reprehensible. It is factually reprehensible. So here's the muddy water that Brian Daly is against. The fact that if you have a small enough district that it is cheap and easy to get rid of a bum or a crook if you should accidentally elect one, uh, that is not muddy water. That is the clearest water you can have. That's liberty. If the water becomes muddy in the sense that one man and his wife represent 1.5 million people and they tell everybody what to do, which is vote for me if you want to stop wildfires, yeah. you know, stupid stuff like that. that. I mean, if I was a child in kindergarten, I'd go, what? So if I vote for you, there'll never be a wildfire again? Huh. I find that to be a lie. I mean, that's not even a mistake. That's just a lie. That is a tool to get stupid people to vote for you and fools and people who find it inconvenient to protect their own liberty by paying attention to what's going on around them. So this is an arithmetic problem. What's, what's enough? What, when does the water truly become muddy? Is it one for 5,000 where it would not be a stretch of the imagination for 20, 30, or 100 people to get together form a movement to either recall a bum or a crook or get rid of them at the next election. Is it one for 50,000? Well, that's a pretty big stretch because now it's getting a lot harder to get rid of a bum or a crook because you'd have to get the money to get 25,000 people to vote differently. So I think the number is somewhere between one and 10,000 per in the district. And, uh, and maybe, and I would go as far as to say, well, I don't even want to say that, one for 5,000 in the Assembly and one for 10,000 in the Senate, or one senator for each county. I think one senator for each county. And I find county. that to be a much more clear way of doing things. That way your community's represented, your county's represented, mm -hmm. your distinct and unique needs are represented in your county by the Senate. And your county board of supervisors has a guy who is answerable to what their needs are because he knows that a county could get rid of him if they don't like the job he's doing. And one for 5,000 in the House of the People so that every community and neighborhood could get rid of that bum like Brian Daly or Brian Daly's wife when he has an anger management problem or he's willing to lie to his constituents and take money from state employee unions in order to perpetuate the nest they've feathered for themselves and his nest in return at the expense of you and your family's welfare. And if you if you want evidence of that, it's harder to get a CCW. There are counties where you can't even get one. You can't carry a weapon to protect yourself and your family. You pay a buck fifty to two bucks a gallon more than anybody else in the country does for gasoline. You can't get a plastic straw. You can't get a plastic bag unless you pay extra for it. Uh, you're protecting the ability of the Chinese and the Africans to pollute the world and you're paying for it through your tax dollars and your carbon tax and your P2M uh, carb taxes, and pretty soon it's going to be tax on water, tax on a haircut, tax on going to get your oil changed, and tax on everything else. I mean, you know, wake up, folks. Gosh, what's it going to take? Do you need really to be shackled to a chair at your place of employment so that the government can ensure a steady flow of money 
of yours that they can spend on the stupid things they want to spend them on at the expense of you and your family's welfare. I mean, you don't even have the right to protect your life in this state anymore. You're dependent upon a cop who's legislatively barred from protecting you. He has no no uh, duty or responsibility to protect you from anything. And yet you don't have the right to protect yourself because people like Brian Daly say you don't need it. Yeah, and the funny thing is is they talk about all these qualifications for CCWs. I wonder what the qualifications are for being a criminal and having gun illegally. Anyway, with that, we have Dar on the line. Dar, how are you? Dar, are you there? Yes, good you, morning. Do you have your radio on behind you? Because you need to turn it off if you do. Already. Because? Yes. Okay. Is your radio off? Yep. Well, I can't hear it. It's in the other room. Well, okay. So what can we can do I, for you, Dar? What's up? Okay, huh? what, I, what I'd like to know is why we don't get a petition up to have uh, term limits, and that would take some part, part of the problem getting rid of some of these are not doing anything. Well, we could do that. I mean, we could have term limits. The thing is, is that we actually have term limits. We have people who, that are elected for two years. We just keep electing the same people. I mean, you know, when you have a when you have a, a disapproval rate, it's just it's sort of like you know Megan Daly's comment. Uh, I'm the Republican. That's tough. If you don't like what I'm doing, you don't like with the way my husband votes with the Democrats. You don't like the fact that Democrats like me. You don't like the fact that I have no experience. You don't like the fact that I don't know anything. You don't like the fact that of anything. I'm the Republican. Vote for me. And people do. Um, well, I'm not, I was not impressed with her. I don't like her husband. Uh, I, you know, it really is something. Who are we going to vote for? Who am I going to vote for if I'm going to vote at all? But anyway, if we had term limits, he'd be gone by now, wouldn't he? Or she'd be, you know. We do have term limits. He's terming out in 20, what is it? 2024, I believe. 2024, he terms out. I mean, the, the whole thing is, is that the, the deal is, is that we have let this get away from us. And the legislative body, like Mark has stated and like Daly is so wrong on, you know, we in 1862, we were capped at 40 senators and 80 assemblymen. And at that time, there were 50 judges. Now there's, what, over 2,000 judges, and there's still 40 and 80. So, I mean, really and truly, I mean, when you start looking at what's going on here uh, as far as uh, uh, all the branches of government, um, you know, we know why one branch can over, can uh, handle, uh, can go, even take advantage of another branch. I mean, how do you get, you know, 120 to oversee 2,500 that think they can do whatever they want? Anyway, Dar, we're going to have to go off to a hard break. So if you guys, if you want to hold through the break, you can. And Kimasabi, hang on. We've got to go off to a hard break and, or a soft break, or a middle break, or some kind of break. Lunch break. Yes, lunch break. <laughs> Time has come. For 51. This is Carl on the Bot, and there's only one place you will find a new Sleep Number Dual Temp Layer Bed. That's right, Sleep Number in Reading. Be sure to go in and see them in the Target Shopping Center next to the Vitamin Shop. My Sleep Number is 40, and I feel great. Right now they're making room, so go in and receive huge savings on all Sleep Number memory foam and iSeries bed sets. My Sleep Number is 55. Go find yours today. Sleep Number in the Target Center next to the Vitamin Shop.
The Reading Rancheria Senior Nutrition Program provides socialization, transportation, and free meals to eligible Native American elders and their spouses. Our program celebrates Native elders through cultural activities, entertainment, exercise, and education. Elders can dine together here and will deliver meals to those who are unable to attend. The Reading Rancheria Senior Nutrition Program is free. Discover the services available to you or your elders at ReadingRancheria.com. So what's scorecard scribblings all about? I was scared for my life at that point. <laughs> I remember looking to the right and seeing all the medical supplies there, and I'm just thinking, are they going to cut off the leg? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> I, I had a coach that would come up to me on the plane, stick his hand out. I knew what he wanted. Yeah. Um, who am I not to give him to him? Like I, I thought, know. I thought, okay, job security. We came to the ballpark every day, and we knew we were going to win. Uh, it's a great experience, a great feeling to be on a club like that. Scorecard Scribblings with Brent Weber, Wednesday night from 6 to 7 on KCNR. Did you know that Article 4, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution lays out the framework for the state of Jefferson's plan to split California? A state can be formed from the land within another state if the state legislature and Congress approve it with a simple majority vote. Fifty-one percent is all it takes. Your vote doesn't count in Northern California. California is broken and the time has come for 51. Please visit SOJ51.net and donate now to show your support. We're back for the final segment. Um, and uh, Dar, are you still on the line? Yes, I am. Do you have anything? Um, do you have anything else? Well, I, I was just, I was just disappointed completely in in her, and of course I didn't. I'm disappointed in him for a long time, and I don't understand. Are we getting? I just have to ask you a question. Are we getting a lot of Southerners moving up here? Is that the problem? No, what we have is uninformed voters. We have the same people up here. For one thing, Brian Daly's been, I voted for him the last three times. Okay, I've heard that from people who've lived here forever. Your sheriff has lived here all his life. He endorsed Megan Daly before, uh, before any of the other candidates were even announced. He endorsed her. John Lopey out of Siskiyou County endorsed her. All these people endorsed her before she, before they even knew what the full field of candidates were. So no, Dar, it's not people moving up here. It's the, it's the people that are around you. It's your neighbors. And they get a flyer in it that shows Megan Daly, and she's smiling on the front. She's a mom, and she wants to protect her kids, and she's a mom. And she did the school board, and she's a mom. And her husband's a senator, and she's a mom. And they have a nice family, and she's a conservative. And so everybody just says, oh, that flyer looks good. I'm going to go back to my life. That's what it is. You know, as Mark was saying, we, you know, uh, apathy is foolishness. And Mark's and, absolutely and, right. And, and they're uninformed, and they don't try to find out anything, you know? That's well, right. That's right. That's I mean, right. So it's got nothing to do with people moving up. Matter of fact, some of the people I've talked to that moved up, in fact, we've. Very well, conservative. <laughs> well, we've talked to a lot of them yeah. that have just moved up that are signing the petition uh, to recall the governor, to recall Newsom, and they seem to be very well informed. Um, and want to come to meetings and want to find out about things. It's a lot of the good old boys here, Dar, you know, like yeah. our sheriff. I mean, come on. He endorses I don't, somebody. I, I don't understand why he did that. I really I do. That really. I do. All I can Unions. Tell it's all about the money. <laughs> it's follow, about the money, Dar. Follow, follow, follow the money. Yeah. Follow the money. I mean, she got, what, $300,000? And then yeah. it had a total, I think, of half a million. She got money from Philip Morris. As Dr. Danuka pointed out, she got money from different people that have nothing to do with the North State. Nothing to do with it. Yep. Nothing. But but the, the but she'll and 
And I and this is one thing I brought up to Brian Daly at the very end. I said, you know, I go, here's the deal. I go, when I give money to a candidate or I, I, you know, I donate to a candidate, I give it to them, and, and then I wait for, as she said, to have a discussion, to have to consider what I want. No, I give money to a candidate because they either have the platform of what I believe, they're going to do the things that I believe should be done, or they do the things that I want to be done. I don't wait for a, a discussion. So Philip Morris gives her all this money, and Monsanto gives us all, all this money so she can have a discussion with them. That's just so much BS. Well, and, the dis- and we're so stupid. And the so discussion is going to be one-sided. They're just going to say, do this, do that, vote this way, vote that way. Well, we don't, well, we don't need her down there. We've got one dolly down there that's not doing anything, and we don't need her down there. I was. It's I was the voters, a, Dar. It's the voters. I was, I, I was a strong supporter for Patrick Henry Jones, and I really was hoping he would get in. Sure. I mean, he, he was probably – I mean, he was – out now, he was the best candidate. He did the best uh, with Republicans. Definitely. He was the best candidate. There's no question about it. But he uh, didn't win yeah. because of the uninformed voter. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Oh, I need, this. I need the address for State of Jefferson. Okay. That is P.O. Box 7. Just a minute. Okay. Every time you give it, I'm someplace else. P.O. Box what? 751. 751. Palisadro. Okay. 960- Seven threes. I, Correct. I, I live here in Palisadro. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Dar. Kusabi, we've got about uh, we've got around five minutes. Uh, what What are your thoughts? Well, um, Dar's right. Uh, you're right. Uh, we We know what to do. We're just not doing it. Um, you know, I don't want to say about that. Start standing up. Uh, government uh, Government can do whatever they want. When you close the only window, you had to decide whether they were doing a good job, and that's showing up and paying attention. Um, you know, we have a case on Tuesday at, at, um, at 9 a.m. We'd like everybody to be on the courthouse steps again at 9 a.m., and I'm asking twice. And, look, if we have to go down there ten times, if that's what it takes, uh, we got to show up ten times. Uh, the bus wasn't full. I, I guess one time was all about half the people on the bus had to give. So, um, you know, I, I, that tells me something about how much they value their rights and, and how much they value uh, – their, their part in the governmental process. Um, if the rally is small, if it's a rally of one, I'm going to be there uh, on Tuesday at 9 o'clock. I'll be there at 8.30. Uh, the, uh, I've talked to the attorney. We have the final papers. Um, uh, we're going to show up and see if we can hand California their hat. We're going to see whether the Constitution is the truth or a lie in the state of California because you may not debar citizens from an enumerated right. And, um, you know, your, your senator, one of your, your United States senators, Diane Feinstein, she's very fond of the fact of saying, well, the Second Amendment isn't an absolute right. Well, there again, there's, a, there's one of those relative truths again, because the Fourth Amendment says you can protect people from unreasonable searches. Okay, so there's some room to maneuver there. What's an unreasonable search? The Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That sounds pretty absolute to me. So the state of California has banned the Second Amendment in Penal Code 25850, 26400, and 26350. They gave sheriffs the ability to decide who could exercise the Second Amendment right under Penal Code 26150 and 155, sheriffs and police chiefs. They've never given anyone the right. They, they got the authority. They never used it to get, grant anyone exercise of a Second Amendment right, never, ever. So that tells you that you don't live in a place where the people are served by the government. You live in a place where people serve the government. Well, there's a lot of people. 
I want, I want a decision. I want to know. I want to know how many people are chained to their master's table, content to lick the hand that feeds them, or how many people will stand for liberty on Tuesday. Well, I know that there's a lot of people that have been uh, on Facebook. One lady I saw uh, today that was actually interviewed during the recall on the Capitol steps, uh, I think it was yesterday, um, that uh, yeah, it was yesterday, and she said, well, you know, the, the, the people of California voted for the death penalty, and, and the governor just took it off the table. Well, we've got people who are saying, well, you know, what we need to do is we need to have an initiative to increase representation. Well, what if they just say, hey, we're just not going to do that. We don't care how you voted. That's what they're doing to us, folks. Yep. Do you get it? Yep. I mean, oh, let's do this. Let's, no, no, they're saying they're not going to. Oh, he can't do that. Well, guess what? He did it, as DeLeon said. And Mark's well, the California, Supreme, the California Supreme Court voted uh, in, in uh, opposition to the 8th uh, Article 8 of the California Constitution that um, citizens' initiatives are, are okay unless California unless. disagrees with them, right. and then they're illegal. Right. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. You're, you're not a citizen here. You're a slave here. And Subject. I'm asking you, yep. if you can't protect the right to life, your own, what else, what other liberties will this state protect if they won't even protect your ability to defend yourself and your family? What is sacred to them? And my answer is nothing. I had a discussion yesterday with a, with a guy who was uh, a prison guard and his, you know, the, about the open carry issue. And he said, well, you know, open carry, I, I, you know, I, well, okay, concealed carry. If you, if you trust someone with 10,000 concealed carries, like Pasinko did for us, then why wouldn't you trust him with open carry? If you're out walking in a park or you're walking on the river trail where there's all kinds of meth heads and everything else, and you're open carry with your grandkids, that's probably a deterrent, just saying. Absolutely. Well, yeah, but here's the Cinco's aspect of it, too. Yeah, he trusted 10,000 people with open carry, but... Concealed carry. the absolute right, concealed carry. He also has the absolute right to take your right away from you anytime right. he wants to, well like he did with Richard Gallardo. He took his right to self-defense away because he claimed he didn't stop at the limit line of a stop sign. There you go. So Unbelievable. That's how, that's how secure your liberty is. Your, your sheriff can take your liberty away anytime he wants to, and he's doing it. Or the sheriff in Santa Clara County, she sells liberty to people who contribute to her campaign with 1.2 million people, they have 137 concealed carry. Or San Francisco County, they have two concealed carry permits. And I'll bet you their famous people are rich people that have those. Oh, you bet. Now, we've got, we've got, uh, we got to go. The, go. Now, the music's uh, coming. Okay. Thank Mark, you, Mark. Yeah, you could call into Sovereign Minds, Mark. It's on next. Sovereign Minds is on next. Continue your conversation, right. brother. All right. Okay. Time has come. For 51. The news from Town Hall is brought to you on KCNR Shasta Reading by Shasta Regional Medical Center. Your life, your health, your choice. Shasta Regional Medical Center.